Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, September the 17th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, limpid which means marked by transparency, clear and simple in style, limpid. Hope everyone is enjoying or will enjoy their Friday end of the work week. It's here. We finally made it. We muscled through, grind through, and here we are. Weekend's looking good here in North Carolina. Uh, Some of that early fall, maybe. Who knows? Temperatures are down in the 80s. That's a good thing. That's a plus. As always, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know how the weather is in the South. Unpredictable. So who knows? May get back hot again. (laughs) Gotta love it. Wow, uh, man, these um, mandatory vaccine protests are are ramping up. And some of them are looking quite uh, aggressive, if I could say that. Maybe even violent. I mean, they're getting in screaming matches in each other's faces, pointing and crawling and yelling and screaming and spitting, flying it. I mean, uh, there is a, a pandemic and, and, and all of these uh, protests or, or or even at some of these school board meet, meetings, the ones that are doing all the yelling and screaming, they don't have any mask on. Man, it, it's just, I just didn't know it, it was that serious. But I mean, apparently it is to some people. They, they're saying, hey, I don't want to wear a face mask. Don't want to be forced to wear a face mask. Don't want to be forced to get vaccinated either. Like I said, I can, like I always say, I can understand that wholeheartedly. There's no debate on that for me. If you don't feel like you want it or need it, hey, don't. To some extent, though, I mean, really. You know, uh, look, here in North Carolina, the state attorney general is threatening to sue a school board if they don't conform by 5 p.m. today for what they're saying is the school board refused or, or got rid of the, the protocol for contact tracing and even quarantine protocol. So the state attorney general says, hey, put that back in or else you're going to get sued. But so far, thus far, school board's not budging. They're saying, nope, nope, nope. We don't need it. Don't want it. Uh I, I I don't like I said I just didn't know it was that serious, but apparently it is by looking at some of the news footage of people at these school board meetings. Not necessarily here in the United uh, here in North Carolina, but it's going on across the United States. And, and one interesting thing that came out of New York, which is what I've been screaming for for so long, and and hopefully this will get some of those elected officials off of there. You know what? And and hey, if you're gonna try to make this mandatory or 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 what have you, you need to be backing it up. Don't put it on the uh, the low guy on the low guy on the end of the totem pole, meaning the the uh, restaurant owners, owners and bar owners and merchants. Because one guy they did an interview, he said, "Hey, I don't think we should be enforcing this." I, pretty much, he, he he's saying, "Hey, I think it should be a, a state thing. Get the state involved. Get law enforcement involved." I mean, why are you for you to put this so-called "quote unquote" mandate out and then tell those that are the owners or or business corporations that that are doing that are in retail that they have to enforce this this nonsense? 
And, and we all know nine times out of 10, I hate to say it, we all know how that ends when these lowly employees or employers try to enforce this crap. They're, they're usually involved with someone in a shouting match or maybe even coming to blows in some instances. So, yeah, I, I think if you here's the thing for me, and, and I'm just going to be frank with you, if you as an elected official are going to implement this mandatory uh, uh, mask requirements and, and, and all whatever, what have you, then uh, you need to make sure it's enforced. And that means being enforced with law enforcement. Why are you putting the, the, the why are you putting that the footsteps of uh, just regular everyday citizens? I tell you why. I mean, it's, it's obvious. They don't want to appear to be telling people what to do right around time for an election because they know those the, the, the people aren't going for it and they're going to remember them around election time. That's why. I mean, I just never heard of or, or even thought or fathomed that you could come out with this quote unquote mandate or or rule or law or what have you, however you word it, and you really aren't enforcing it. You're just standing up there saying, we strongly recommend that you wear face masks. We strongly recommend that you get vaccinated. Well, if you know it's left up to the people to decide um, and then you say, well, screw it, we're going to make it mandatory. You should be enforcing it. Not the lowly workers. Sorry. Not sorry. Just it's just a no go for me, and and far as those vaccines go, vaccines goes, uh, a lot of businesses are are have made it mandatory. You got to get vaccinated or else you're out of here, or you're not even coming in the door to work. I mean, look at France. In France alone, they they've uh, let or suspended three thousand healthcare workers. I mean, wow, just wow, and that's in France. I wonder what the numbers are for the United States. Are they really going through or carrying through with these? Uh, well, apparently so, because, you know, hey, I just, um, I don't know. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, I just don't understand. I, I, I get it. I got it. I understand the, the, the fight or the argument that they, hey, you can't force me to wear a face mask or you can't force me to get vaccinated or I've worked all the way through the pandemic and now you're telling me I got to get vaccinated. I understand that. I agree with that. I mean, if if, if you knew that this uh, uh, COVID was was that severe, shouldn't you had all the healthcare workers being vaccinated when you first came out with the vaccine instead of just administering it? I would think you would. I mean, that seems feasible to me. Seems logical. But all of a sudden now you're telling them, hey, after after uh, almost two years, that if you don't get vaccinated, after you worked all the way through or, or well, you worked all the way through this pandemic, if you don't get vaccinated and you you're now unscathed and you, you haven't caught COVID or anything, if you don't catch it, you don't take this vaccine, you're fired after all they've been through these healthcare workers. Yeah, that's a slap in the face. Yeah, that's a slap in the face for even those in retail that have worked through and and, and whatever, uh, what have you, to tell them, hey, you got to get vaccinated or else you're out of here. It, it, it's just, this is an ongoing debate and problem that most definitely is heating up. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I, I just don't. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right, let's go get it.
we're gonna make this short and sweet this this uh morning i know it's friday everyone has has things to do but uh one thing that that i came to my attention i really kind of an oversight i guess you could say um september september is prostate awareness month now that's you know all men over 50 and all men over over the age of 50 and at the age of 40 especially for black americans males and others are at high risk of uh, prostate cancer you know the the ones that are at the highest risk they're saying are men with fam- family history of prostate cancer veterans exposed to agent orange didn't know that men exposed to pesticides and certain other chemicals now what they're saying all of these factors put men at higher risk. And that's why men are encouraged to seek and have those routine prostate cancer screenings or routine exams, period. Now, you know, just like I said, during our men's health month, we got to start doing these screenings, fellas. We just do. There's no way around. Can't just sit around and let things fester and then wham, whammo. You're up running around, screaming, hollering, hooping and, and whatnot. Get those routine screenings. Get those uh, physicals every year. Go to the doctor on a regular basis. Now, prostate cancer is the most common form of cancer in men and also the second deadliest behind lung cancer for men. Wow. That's 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 eye opening. Now, what they're saying also is that prostate cancer will strike approximately two hundred and forty eight thousand men this year alone. And 34,000, sadly, of those men will die from prostate cancer. Now, also, Black American males are at the highest risk of getting prostate cancers. cancer. In fact, it accounts for a third of men, a third of new cancer cases, according to the CDC. Now, I, I, I have to admit, when, when they said that, that Black men were... Um, uh, are of the highest risk for prostate cancer. Um, it's more not. It's it's more or less that that black men we do, we just don't get those routine screenings and routine doctor doctors visits like other races. We just don't. We we put it off or avoid it for whatever reason. And and now what they're saying they're seeing an increased number of of black Americans males that are are getting prostate cancer. Now, prostate cancer isn't a death wish. Let's say that. If it's caught early, those routine screenings, regular doctor's visits, if it's caught early, it can be treated. And what they're saying is this is a very important step or, or main fight line, if I can say that, for fighting prostate cancer. Early detection, those routine screenings and regular doctor's visits. So, like I said, the screenings are extremely, extremely important. Yes, they are. Without the screening, black males are more likely to be diagnosed when it's in an advanced stage, prostate cancer. So what they're finding is that for black American males, it it, it is a higher number, a higher risk, if I could say, if you want to put it like that. But usually when when they find out, it's in the final stage because they have ignored those routine screenings and routine doctor's visits. Now, by the way, there there 
are no symptoms in the early stage. You just don't have any symptoms. In the early stages, I guess it's when it's developing, there are no symptoms. But however, as time progresses, you know, some of the symptoms are uh, pain in the bones, difficulty starting and maintaining a steady stream of urine, dribbling as the drips, excessive urination at night, getting up every, every so often, going to use the bathroom. Well, that could be a number of things, but that, what they're, they're attributing that to is, of course, pro- prostate cancer. Yeah, of course, there's a frequent urination, like I said, and an urge to urinate and leaking urination. Wow. And then there's the, the urinary retention or flat out weak urinary st- urine stream. So those are some of the symptoms. And, and, and like I said, as far as that frequent getting up in the middle of the night, going to the, the, the bathroom, that could be a number of things. But one of the things they're saying that can be an early sign or one of the symptoms of having prostate cancers. So us as, as black American men, like I said, doing back in June for all the, the, the men's health month topics that I spoke on. The one thing that remains constant for all of those diseases and illnesses and the number one, what they term the number one first step in fighting these diseases is early screenings, frequent doctor's visits, visits, or it's two, early screening and frequent doctor's visits. They're saying those are the main two catalysts for, for fighting any disease, common sense. But you, you may be asking yourself, well, why are men so, they're always, hey, it's always, we, we, we hey, I got to admit it, we get there too late. We wait until it's, it's, it's blown out of proportion or it, it has gone. And a lot of times it's in its final stages and then we'll just, you know, hey. So we most definitely have to get back into the, or get in the routine of uh, those doctor's visits and screenings. Now I know the stigma and, and and I've been through it myself and I'm getting myself out of that, of that, oh, I don't want to go to the doctor. I don't feel like sitting in there and, and, and having people poke and prog and tug and pull and have me standing and flipping and ripping. I, I, I'll admit that I'm guilty of that just like most men are. I am. I just am. But like I said, I'm getting out of that stage because I'm understanding now the importance of these routine doctor's visits and early screenings. It's very important. It needs to be for us as as black men, like uh, I I hate to say it like this. It needs to be a routine, like waking up. We need to be, hell, self-examinations also. We need to be checking our bodies daily. Like I said uh, in the past in the past podcast, as it relates to women in comparison, hey, women are, are are on it. They will give them their their selves the self examinations. They're going to the routine doctor's visits. They're getting the early screenings. So, in a lot of cases with these diseases, their their numbers are down because of early detection. And they're also saying that's the first line of defense for prostate cancer early detection because it you can live with prostate cancer. I always thought once you got prostate cancer, hey, that was it. You were out of here. But apparently it's not. Apparently, if it's caught early, you can live. So those early screenings and, and, and routine doctor's visits. 
And tell, and when you go to these doctors' visits, tell what's going on with you. Be honest. Stop being ashamed and bashful and shy and say, I'm the only one going through it. Everybody wants. Be honest. Tell every little, I hate to say it like that, tell every little thing that's going on with you because you never know. That may be a sign. It's, it's nothing to you, or you feeling like it's odds or some old injury or whatever, or oh, I'm just getting old. This is what it is. It could be something that that the doctor hears, and then he says, "Hey, wait a minute, hold up, let's test you for something." And then, of course, you know a lot of guys are going to say, "Oh, don't test me." Hey, be honest when you go to these doctors' visits. Tell what's going on with you. Tell all your aches and pains. I mean, hell, you're paying for it. You might as well tell somebody who's who's, who's in the profession that is supposed to help you. And I, and also, I know there's there's the stigma, especially with black males, that those in like we're, we're facing with this COVID and this vaccine, that the medical profession hasn't been too kind to black males. A lot of times, we, yeah, years ago, we were guinea pigs, but I don't think that's the case now. Let's be honest with each other, because these numbers for prostate cancer alone are alarming. And and what's alarming and eye-awakening also is the fact that this could quite possibly, the numbers could be lower if we do the early screenings. Early detection of prostate cancer, you can live. Like I said, I always thought it was it was a death sentence. But apparently those that I knew or those that I heard of had waited to the last minute. They, hey, early detection was was the best key, was the key. And, and a lot of them waited to the last minute. And by the time they showed up at the doctor, hey, it was too late. It just was. So we've got to, you know, hey, we got to get out of this mindset and and filled with these theories or conspiracy theories that those in the medical field are out to get us and use us as guinea pigs. we got to get out of that. Our health is, is, is diving at one point in time, you know, the, like, like they said, the numbers for black men and prostate cancer, it was low at one point in time, but now they're seeing an increase because we aren't going to the doctor. We're not going to those those routine doctor's visits, getting those physicals. We're not doing the early screening. And when we're talking to the doctors, we're not telling them everything we have going on. We just aren't. And it's showing. A lot of black men are leaving families behind, are leaving kids behind. And it, it, it could be so simply, quite possibly avoided if we get those early screenings, if we go to those routine doctor's visits. And if we tell people to tell the doctor what's going on, like I said, hell, they're getting paid for it. You're paying them if you have insurance. You're paying them. That's their profession. They're there to help you. Tell them what's going on. Let them know what's up. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm guilty of, of those uh, uh, same things that I mentioned about as it relates to those in the medical field or, or doctors. But I'm changing my, my viewpoints. I'm realizing as I get older, and I'm doing, you know, this, these research, this research for these podcasts. I'm realizing a lot of faults I have that quite possibly could hurt me or kill me. Let's just be honest. So, yeah, I, I have to change my mindset. I have to get the wherewithal to say, hey, wait a minute. Let me let me let me take this seriously. 
you know, whether they are or they aren't using me as a guinea pig, hey, I need to know what's going on with me. I got a, I got five kids. <laughs> well, you know, two of them are, are, are young adults, but I got five kids here on this earth. I would love to see them get older. I would love to see what they do with, with their kids. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a hoot. I really want to live to see these kids that I raised or helped raise, see how they handle their kids when they come in with the nonsense that they came with me with. <laughs> That's going to be the highlight of my life. I'm telling you, hey, just stop and think. You have a lot to live for. There's a lot more living and to be, you know, a lot of black males are dying early in their 40s or 50s. That's early. A lot of black males are, are going into nursing homes in their 40s and 50s because they haven't taken care of the, their cells. I mean, there's a difference between going into uh, or getting rehab in a nursing home as opposed to being flat out residing in a nursing home, meaning you can't leave because of your ailment, whatever that is. That's a huge slap in the face to me. If you're in your 40s and 50s and you're laying up in a nursing home in a bed, yeah, it, it, it could be avoided. It just can't. And that's how that's where we have the we we've, we've got to get to that mindset. We got to start taking care of ourselves. Got to start putting our, our help front and center on the front lines. It's just that simple. This this is what we have to do. There's no way around it. There just isn't. Like I said, I, I understand wholeheartedly the, the myths and the stereotypes and the conspiracy as it relates to black males in the medical field or, or dealing with doctors. But we got to change that, fellas, because these numbers, not just for prostate cancer, but lung cancer even, or, or cancer or diabetes or, or heart problems, these numbers for black males, they are high. And they're, they're eye-opening. We've got to make some changes in our lives. We just do. There's no way around it. There's no if, ands, or buts, or suppose. We have to. We have to look out there ourselves. We've got to be, realize that we are number one. We aren't just the, the so-called traditional provider, but our kids do look up to us and come to us for advice. You know, at one point in time, I thought, ah, oh, my kids, they, they think I'm the meanest thing walking the face of the earth. And every now and again, I, I, hear, I hear something from, from them or they ask me something and I think, well, maybe they do need me around. <laughs> maybe they do need me around, I guess. But hey, you are needed. Don't ever think that that you aren't needed. I mean, hey, you are. You're, you're, you're needed more than you know, more than you think, more than you realize. You know, I grew up without a father, and and that's one of the things I said when I when I became a father that no matter what, I would be there for my kids. No matter what happened between me and the mothers, or even what happened between me and the kids, I need them to know and understand that whatever they're going through, no matter what, you can always come and talk to me. Trust me, I won't lead you astray. I won't lead you on. I won't coddle you. You're needed. Men, you're needed. 
if no one if no one tells you that, and I know that's odd because we we live in a society now where where you all you know you hear the, these uh, different agendas or these different rallying cries and calls that a lot of women put forward and put out. It it, it, see, it seems like or, or feels like we're not needed. Trust me, we are needed. You were put here for a reason, and that and that's just the the God honest truth. You were put here for a reason. You didn't just show up just because to fill a, a billet or a spot because of your gender or your race. You're needed. You need it more than you know. And I've, I realize I realize that now. And that's another thing. Uh, our mental health for 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 men and how we perceive ourselves or how we perceive how others perceive us. That has to change also, because a lot of these ailments are, are, are dealing with our mental health also. That's a big thing. The, the habits we develop, that plays into your mental, mental health and also plays into your physical health. Because bad habits, hey, as we all know by now, bad habits do lead to bad health. So we got to strengthen our mental also. Just do. That, that, that's another thing that we have to work on, our mental health. Mental, mental health. And a lot of that has to do with uh, societal stereotypes and myths and misconceptions and our own misconceptions about what it takes to be a man. It's a lot more than than the old physical bravado of macho, machismo, walking around with your chest stuck out. And, and no, there's more to being a man than that. Trust me. And like I said, a lot of these, a lot of these ailments, it starts with our mental Bad habits lead to bad, bad health. So we have to change that. But most definitely the, these early detection for the early detection for prostate cancer, getting out, getting screened, routine doctor's visits. Yeah, that's paramount. That is got to be done. There's no way around it. Just isn't. Like I said, this I, I'm going to make this short and sweet. I'm about to get out of here. Got some things to do. Got some things to do. It is Friday. Birthday is coming up in three more days. Monday, I will be turning 48. Feels great. I got to say, hey, this is, uh, if I could say, this is the first birthday in a while. I'm actually feeling upbeat about things. I just said. So, hey, uh, hey, 48 Monday. I feel good. I feel great. Getting back out, getting active again. Uh, I just do. Well, That's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And as always, I would love to hear your voice. Hey, whether it's yay or nay, doesn't doesn't fade me at all. I won't bite. Not physically. Verbally, we may have a little tay-to-tay. Hey, we can sit down and have a conversation. We're all adults here. So offer your feedback. You can also make, <clears throat> excuse me, you can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.